This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. After a week of just like horrible weather, I mean, we've had every possible kind of weather. Um, and now we're having just rain. So it's typical Vancouver weather. It, it makes you start planning, okay, 2023, I want to get out of here. I want to take a trip and I want to do it efficiently and I want to do it properly. So to help me and help you plan your trips for 2023, I'm joined by Robert McDowell, founder of Pivot Travel and affiliate of Fair Connect. Hey, Robert. Hey, George. Thanks. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me. Look, there is, uh, you know, lots of places to go in the world. And now that the things have kind of opened up, not for every place in the world, but where do you think that people should start thinking about for 2023? Well, I mean, if we look at the top destinations for the next year, it, it really comes down to Europe, Europe and Europe. Really? It's uh, Portugal, Italy are really popular right off the charts. If you're thinking of getting a deal on flights to Europe next summer, then, you know, I, I don't think you should be waiting around. Oh, really? So they, they, we, they may have missed the moment if they've wanted to go to Europe. Yeah, yeah, it's something to really keep tabs on. Uh, as well, countries that have been closed, like Australia and New Zealand, there's a lot of uh, uh, travel demand for those countries as well. When you're planning somebody's trip, obviously the pandemic, there, you know, we're kind of a bit, you know, we live in British Columbia here where we're at a certain stage in the pandemic, we're sort of on the end of it for us, but that's not the case with most places. Is that sort of what people are putting forward to you when they're planning the year thinking but is it about the pandemic challenge that's the, that's the number one issue yeah it's definitely uh, you're right uh, it's something that we really have to consider when you're, you're thinking about where you want to travel mm -hmm. your comfort level with travel and and where you're going to be going and doing a bit of research or certainly relying on a travel expert or advisor to to give you that advice uh, as to what the situation is out there because my assumption places like south america or central america would be fine but they're not uh, you know, it, it really is a localized uh, experience with COVID, just like it was across Canada. So you've really got to get up-to-date information about each of the markets. Um, we're out of, I mean, as in Canada, we're out of the woods with, in a lot of places in South America, but there's countries that are still very cautious and careful, mm -hmm. uh, Peru being one of them, for example, where you're still required to not double mask, but single mask now on the planes, uh, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, you had to wear a double mask uh, up, to, up to a month ago. Go. Right. So they're so about six months like behind. That. Yeah. Six yep. months or a year right. behind us. That's right. Huh. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. You, what's interesting right now is China. You lived in China. You worked in China as a diplomat. I know that. Um, they're obviously having their own challenges when it comes to getting out of the pandemic uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, travel there, impossible right now. But even before the pandemic, travel to China had become something of a challenge. Do you think China will ever come back as a place, destination, location ever at this stage? You know, uh, that's a really good question about um, not just the impact you have going to a country, but, but um, what that means when you do go there. Um, I know people will have to sort of weigh 
uh, the reasons behind why they're going. And I, I, I mean, personally, I, I think the two Michaels issue is, is yeah. still in, in, in Canadians' minds. But that market is, you know, it's also a, it's a very strong market in the sense of family ties, right. uh, food, culture, history is, is very strong. But certainly, I think you've identified the fact that um, Canadians are, are still a bit shy on that, that market. Um, and certainly it's closed right now. So to tours, it's not a choice. So that's not really, not, it won't be a choice. Yeah, that's right. What about other parts, Southeast Asia, Bangkok, you know, Thailand being one of the most popular yeah, destinations? Thailand, I mean, what's, what's happened because of, uh, first of all, the lack of, of Chinese uh, air carriers into Vancouver um, and the lack of transit through through uh, China. We've got a lot more nonstop flights out of Vancouver. That's kind of the one of the positives out of out of COVID after pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore Airlines is here three or four times a week, sometimes five times a week. We have nonstop flights. The only one out of North America uh, is out of Vancouver to, to Bangkok. To Bangkok on okay. air. Our, yeah, that's right on Air Canada and Philippine Airlines is you know daily, sometimes double daily uh, service to Vancouver, nonstop to Manila. So we have a lot more nonstop services, which is great because, as you know, as we've seen over the last week, you never want to have to connect if you don't have to. Yeah, and don't take, uh, don't check bags if you can avoid that too. Based on what I've yeah, seen, yeah, over the last... definitely. Um, fa- <laughs> traveling solos and family solo travelers, what do you think? Where where should if I was saying, okay, I want to go somewhere by myself for a couple of weeks, uh, what's what, are, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, it's really, I mean, as you say, the, the travel industry was sort of sent reeling after this pandemic and has come up with a lot of innovations uh, out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cruise lines that do solo suites, for example, a whole section of what they call solos, uh, solo rooms with uh, shared lounges and uh, that sort of experience without uh, the extra charges. So uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines, has that, for example. Other care, other other companies like uh, G Adventures, a big uh, touring company, they don't charge for single supplements. Um, so they provide tours all over what, the what, world. Sorry, what does that mean? That's not, you don't pay for two people or what does that mean? You don't, yeah, you don't pay for two people if you're right. one person traveling. So okay. you don't have to worry about that extra cost. Okay. That's right. So, so it's, you know, pandemic has, has sort of um, pushed these kinds of innovations and certainly made it more attractive for people who are thinking about traveling uh, solo. Families, what do you think? I've got a kids, you know, uh, it's always challenging. You know, oh, let's go to Disneyland. It's easier. Is that still the I case? I know. And yeah, and certainly Disneyland has gotten just, I don't know if you look at the pricing, but uh, not just the reservation system has changed, but you can't just show up anymore and expect to go into Disneyland for less than, you know, three or $400 for a family per, for the day. So, Like per person uh, or... No, uh, for tickets for okay. a family. I mean, it's, it's very expensive in U.S. dollars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, it's not like when you were it, George. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's all sorts of options for families. You can look at cruising is still uh, very affordable. And th- that market is really going after the family family uh, um, market as well. Uh, and that kind of all ages kind of uh, opportunity for people going together in one in one place is kind of works great uh they're really tailoring what they offer to families of all ages hawaii has always been great uh, but expensive, expensive now yeah. US dollar. Mm-hmm. yeah that's right um some of the safer places that you might consider safer like australia or new zealand they have the issue of the long flights mm-hmm. and as i said before with the demand the pricing on those flights is still very high one of the things that COVID actually provided us, which, you know, the all, there's lots of negatives, but some positives was how we can all work remotely easier. And now with being able to travel, 
Is that something that is a huge opportunity to be able to work anywhere in the world now because it doesn't matter anymore? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, there's visas for remote workers in countries like Belize or Indonesia, Thailand. Uh, it, it, the world is is your office place now. And and you're thinking with people, especially young people, are sitting there going, "It's 2023. I've been stuck here in wherever Vancouver for two years. Uh, I'm you know graduating from university. I want to go do something." Um, where would you say would be the best places for them to go and work remotely if they have a skill that they can do anywhere? Well, you're talking about working holiday visas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's about 30 countries that Canadians under 35 are eligible for. So uh, as long as... uh, you know, it, 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 South America, Chile, uh, Costa Rica, even Mexico, um, you can get the visa for. Australia and New Zealand is very popular mm-hmm. just uh, because of the social connections and family connections. Language. But anywhere in the EU mm-hmm. as well. So once you have that, you can get out there and, and uh, work, sometimes up to six months, sometimes up to two years. Uh, but the opportunity is certainly there. And we see the same thing coming are, here, too. We have people come here on those same visas. Oh, exactly. It's a reciprocal arrangement between the countries. Uh-huh. Taiwan also has this. Japan has this. So uh, the, the the one thing you should keep in mind is these are by um, year. So it's first come, first serve, and there is a quota. So if you're going to be applying, you should be thinking about it, doing it in January rather than waiting till the end of the year when, when the Canadian allotment might be out. And where do they apply? To the country? Or to the How do they apply for these visas? Uh, no, actually, they could look at Can- the Canadian government website, Canada.ca. It has all the details. Uh, usually, you have to go through the embassy or the local office um, to do it officially, but there's not really a charge. So uh, it's all listed there under holiday working visas for, for under 35-year-olds and on uh, Canada.ca. You you know, and I, we both were uh, worked in Taiwan, I think, you know, way back in the 80s. That's and, right. And the, the pay, yeah. they paid us quite well to teach English. Um, and a lot of people went there into Taiwan. Some went to Korea when they were at university. Uh, where are the places like that where you actually can get a job that pays really well uh, for a short period, say four months, where you can kind of work? Is, is, is Taiwan still the place to go? Uh, I mean, Taiwan has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, certainly is uh, the place to, I think, still go. Japan has also uh, recently opened up. So it's, it's I think, a lot of opportunities there. Um, yeah, they're still looking for English teachers and uh, editors, uh, people who have the language skills, but also au pairs, you know, even servers. You go up to Whistler and you can see all the Irish and Australians right. taking advantage of this program. They keep the service industry alive up there in Whistler. How do people prepare when you went to Taiwan? How do you even prepare for that if you're traveling? If you're a 21-year-old university student and you're looking to go work somewhere abroad, how do you prepare yourself, especially if if it's a different language? Yeah, uh, that's such a good question. I mean, I mean, I know when you did it, when I did it, there, there was no Wi-Fi or email. No. There was no cell phones or Google Translate. <laughs> there wasn't even ATM, so it was hard to get hard to get money. But um, you know, we're very uh, fortunate in Vancouver that we have so many of these cultural associations and offices and and uh, the community centers that are run by different um, uh, nationals from different countries. So I think reaching out and really uh, making an effort to. Uh, uh, talk to them locally here and understand the cultural differences and what they might encounter. There's so much online now, too, that yeah. there wasn't when we were sort of naive backpackers that went out <laughs> yes, there in the right. world. So, you know, there's a lot better way you could figure out how things, uh, how to do things properly. One of the themes that I've heard on this, the, the talk about the student thing, but also the before the break, we we're talking about travel in general, is it seems like preparing 
and you throw, you know, doing things last minute is just not possible anymore. It seems like it's too risky if you really want to have a, um, a successful yeah. trip. That's right. Gone are the days where you could just sort of hop on a plane. You have to think about how you're getting there, whether you're going nonstop or direct. But the other thing you really have to think about is insurance. And I know before, you know, insurance, a lot of people might have thought, eh, it's a rip off of, or whatever. I'm happy yeah. to take the gamble. Yeah. Well, with these misconnections, with trip, with flight interruptions, mm-hmm. with flight insurance, and, and not just if you take out a policy, um, but also looking at your credit card and making sure you're aware of what's covered if you buy your ticket on your credit card. I know I've taken advantage of that. Over the past year when I misconnect in Calgary, you know, mm-hmm. just so you don't have to worry about, oh, my God, is my hotel going to be paid for? Right. You just go straight to the hotel, keep the receipts, and you know how, how much you're going to be able to to uh, to spend. Um, and, and it takes the stress out of it. But yeah. certainly you need to be prepared and think about how you're going to get to a place. Yes, definitely. All right, Rob, thanks very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, George. Thanks. It was Robert. Nice talking. You too.